Our scripture lesson today is out of the book of Acts. Um, story we don't often use, and it just happened to be on Mother's Day. This is after our Lord has risen, after the power of the Spirit has fallen upon the disciples. And now we are in the Acts of the Apostles, which might better be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the church. In chapter 9, verse 36, now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Zorkas. It, it means, I believe, gazelle. It means graceful. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an uh, upstairs room. Since Lida was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him with the request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas, Tabitha, had made while she was with them. Now Peter put all of them outside and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes. And seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then, calling the saints and the widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed, Peter, in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon the tenor. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. And let us pray. Heavenly Father, on this your day, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today is Mother's Day. And we hope it is a good one. For you regardless of whether you will be celebrating with your mom or in honor of your mom this should be a day of good memories I know it is for me and some of mine I don't know why the outline cut off the end certainly I didn't do that the computer just did it let's see if mom's face lights up when I think of my childhood, I think again of that apple tree I was always getting stuck in. And the fact that if you wonder why I love iced tea so much, that one right there. Because I'd be up in that little tree house, tree platform. I think my dad really wanted it to be a hunting blind, but I never felt the need. But we worked up a little pulley system on one of the branches, and we had a rope. And on the end of the rope, we tied sort of a knot because there was this one Tupperware uh, glass or cup that was my favorite, okay? And it had a top on and You could put a thing kind of like a, you know, a straight canteen. Don't you dare say it was like a baby ball. Otherwise, that'd be fighting words for elementary school age me. Mom would get it, fill it up with probably tea, put it in that and then I'd use the pulley system to pull it up. <laughs> Thanks, Mom! Don't fall! 
But one of the memories of my childhood, and especially elementary school years, it has to be when it was early in the morning on a school day, <laughs> and it's time for me to get up. And mom wouldn't come in there and do the stuff I've sometimes fantasized about doing to my kids involving buckets of ice cold water. Of course, Chris is 20 now, so uh, he'd be able to handle that now. If he's not awake, the next time we see him, Lori, get the bucket. But I was just a little kid and mom knew it was hard for me, so she'd lay down next to me on the bed and just start rubbing my back. It's time to get up, honey. She's so gentle. You can tell I was an only child, right? You don't have time to do that when you got three or four of them. And that, I don't know, that still stays with me. It was, it was such a gentle way to wake you up, although it was somewhat spoiled by WQCH always playing Islands in the Stream. Dear Lord. They needed, to, they needed to get over it. Um, but memories like that. And if you're like me, those are some of the things you're thinking about today. Maybe you're thinking about your mom or your grandmother who, for instance, would let me sop the cake bowl and never let her daughter do that. We still have disagreements over that. Or maybe it's that special person in your life who fill the role of adopted mother or grandmother, maybe the godparent of a child or a dear and trusted friend. But today's a day to be thankful for the love that God showers upon us through those mothers and mother figures that have been in our lives. And I think the Scripture lesson today was an example. Tabitha or Dorcas now, we don't know. Maybe she was a mother, but she was definitely a mother figure. You could tell that by the weeping and the care and the disciples saying, Peter, you've got to come. Now, she lived in Joppa. Now, you might know it as Jaffa. It's still there. It's still an important uh, thriving town in Israel. It's a bit south of Tel Aviv on the, uh, on the uh, coast of the Mediterranean Sea. But she was called a disciple. Now, I know that we are all disciples of Christ, ministers of Christ, or at least that's what we are called to be. And we know that a disciple is anyone who is seeking to grow in the ways of faith and life, trusting God, serving God through His Son, Christ Jesus. We know that we are the followers of the risen Christ. And that to be a disciple means not just to intellectually assent to who Jesus was, but to give Him the permission to help reshape you and change you and have others see the very best of you that He created you to be. But what's interesting, this time the word disciple was used it is the only time in the Bible that the feminine form of that word is used. In other words, she is the only woman in the Bible that gets labeled a disciple. That's interesting. 
Because often we think of disciples as those who are out and doing things, but this is someone who was doing good works, devoted to charity, and she was doing something that within her culture was definitely thought of as a very, pardon the expression, womanly thing to do. She was making clothes for those who needed them. That was how she was expressing God's love to others. And she showed God's love to the widows and maybe the orphans that were with them. In other words, she was showing God's love, meeting their practical, physical needs of the ones who were among the most vulnerable in society. Wasn't really a social security program back then. You know, when the husband passed, the woman usually only had status because of the husband's status. Now, there were in some cases where they'd accumulated a lot of wealth and she still had, but still, the widows were often left behind and tragically forgotten. Why do you think Jesus made a point of saying to John, this is your mother when he was on the cross? Now, was she a widow? We don't know. Was she a mother? We don't know that either. Were the widower or the widow, excuse me, that were ministering to her, even followers of Christ? Now, we don't know any of that. But what we do know are the things that we should allow her to teach us and that maybe remind us of certain persons in our lives. You ever had <laughs> those individuals in your life just show up and you feel like you've known them forever? There's almost a mutual adoption that takes place. And they immediately become aunt or uncle, grandma, grandpa, second mama, second daddy. You get the feeling that this was Tabitha's relationship because so many of these people seem to be the ones who are so called to just do good, to pour themselves out for others. And this doesn't say that she was just fond of doing good work. She was devoted. What does it mean to say a person is devoted to doing the good, the right, the just, the needful in someone else's life? There are just so many people in your life that you know without a doubt that if you need them, they'll be there. They're the people that are devoted to you personally or devoted possibly to what they feel God has called them to do. I remember again Sister Patty Rector who was always over. She lived within walking distance. Aren't you glad when you enjoy the neighbors who live within walking distance? Isn't that a blessing from above? Because it doesn't always have to be that way. Well, Patty would walk over. And with my mom's permission, she sort of adopted us as a, another mama. 
wound up being Kimberly's godmother. And we miss her. I miss Lori's mom, who was that same kind of generous giving person. Her and her dad had, and he still has, such a ministry of generosity and kindness. And I think it's kind of interesting that even though Lori and I did not meet until after high school, that she remembers both my mother and father from the time she saw them. By the way, mom was the cafeteria lady at my elementary school. I got to see that woman in a hair hat so much. Then we got... but. It was nice because when we got home, we could always say, now, Dad, Mom's tired. You need to make something you learned about from like Germany or something. And <laughs> didn't you always love it when you could come in and Dad would cook for us and you'd be able to just, oh. And you only had one kid to look after the rest of the day. Well, two if you count Dad, you know. That's You're almost expected to have that devotion for your own child. But Tabitha had expanded her circle. And that's one of the things that living in a community that seeks to love one another, you know, love others as yourself and love God more than anything. That's something that happens naturally when you come together and you have people that God intends to be ministers of grace to one another come together in a group. Now, of course, we get a lot of eating done and we're going to get to that in just shortly, a minute. But guys, if you've been in church for more than five minutes, if you've been in this church for more than three minutes, you've met some people that you're going to... Even if you move away, they're going to be lifelong friends. And if you're one of the younger whippersnappers, I don't see that many here today, and I can't count myself as that since the big 5-0 last week that everybody's so happy about. Oh, ho, ho, pastor. If you're blessed enough to be in a church that is being a church, you're going to have so many kind and godly and goodly people who were there to be that adopted mom, dad, grandparent, aunt, uncle. And they're going to make a mark on your life. I want you to take a moment and think. Just start in your mind ticking off the list of those kind of people that you can remember. I've been in a lot of churches. i got a slew of them. And I'm thankful for everyone. Okay, that was the rabbit chase, but I think it was a godly one. Tabitha loved the widows. They loved her right back. She was not just fond of doing good works. This was her calling. We know that she used the skills that she had been given for God's purpose. Oh, what could God do with me? I don't know. What do you do? I have a feeling God can use that. That God can make a difference. So many people today don't think their life can make a difference. But about Tabitha, 
I imagine that she did her good works up to the very last of her ability. We can imagine how she hung on to finish maybe that last shirt, that last item that she was wanting to make sure it got done. And then finally, she thought, okay, all of my work has now be completed. And everyone else did too. She had passed, but God was not done with her yet. And I want to give a word of caution to all of my brothers and sisters out here with hair just as gray as mine. And some of you know you got it covered up, but you know that's the truth. I know we get tired sometimes. And dear Lord, we need Sabbath rests. If you have been serving on four or five committees, this might turn around to bite me, wouldn't it? But if you've been serving on four or five committees for the last 20 years, you need a Sabbath rest. Otherwise, church is just going to be the place where you get exhausted. You understand? But on the other hand, I don't think God ever really has a retirement plan other than heaven. And I say that this, meaning this. I don't think that there is a time where God says to any of us, I have no more use for you, my child. There's a sweet woman today who is in a nursing home south of Carrollton, Georgia. We receive a couple of cards from her at least every two weeks. One's for mom, one's for Kimberly. She has pain. She has seen many friends in the nursing home pass. She used to be able to go to church. Now she's only able to go to the nursing home service, which thankfully they have. And when I was her pastor, I remember her missing her family and how they weren't there as much as she had liked. But she has such a ministry. And this week I heard a little bit of a song that added some more context to that for me about this person who, in the songwriter's mind, and maybe in their experience, told them, well, you know, when I get to feeling down, I just pick up a card and I write something in it and I send it to someone else to brighten their day. And you know what that does? That brightens their own day up in turn. Tabitha had such a name, such a good, if you will, reputation for doing works without necessarily, and we don't know, but people who are called to good works often are not called to beat people over the head. And you need to get in church. No, they just do what they do usually. Tabitha had died and the widows were there and they were mourning. Then Peter kicked them all out, had a word of prayer, and Tabitha returned. And because of that, many people were saved. And I have to tell you, it's not just because of that miracle, it's because of who that miracle was about. Because, oh, we're going to miss her. (gasps) And she's raised from the dead? Oh, my Lord. 
So I guess for me, the implication would be this. I don't need to think, as I'm getting older, that God would, even if the things I might be doing for Him would change over the years, I don't need to think that I'd be less important to His plan. Because I might have lost some of my energy, but hopefully I gained a little bit of wisdom to replace it. And in this world, we have a lot of energy, but we need a lot more wisdom in this world. Amen? Okay. I want to tell you this too. There are a lot of people of all ages, especially the young, who need more people to be Tabithas and Dorcas in their life, to be that person who just does good by them, to show them that someone cares for them. And to show them that life can have meaning by giving yourself to others and then eventually tying that back to the God who gave himself for us. So let us not be weary of well-doing. Let's do our best to stay awake. You know how long I've been wanting to say that in church? Y'all wake up. <laughs> let us do our best to stay awake, to be ready to be used of God, to see that person who needs someone to be that mentor, that mom, that dad, that person who says, come here, I'll take you under my wing. As someone took me under there. This week, let us be thankful for those examples of holy love that God sets before us. And let us be willing to become those examples for others. Because dear Lord knows we need more Tabithas, more Sister Patties, more Pat Junkins, more Charlotte Little Johns, and you add your names to the list in our lives. Dear Lord, we thank you for them all. In Christ's name, amen.